Hi everybody, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 86 of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. It's Now before we get going today, I want to sort of bring up the story of what happened last night when we were picking up the uh, the chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so my friend and I, Harry, what we had to do was we had to place an order a catering order for Chick-fil-A. Now, Chick-fil-A has only recently come to the New York metro area, so it's been a big deal. In fact, we went, I want to say about a week ago, we went, and it was glorious. But when I tried calling the location in Manhattan, I called around like a dozen times, and nine times they let it sort of just ring on forever. And the three times that it didn't ring on forever... It just had a busy signal, so I was really upset really? about that. Yeah, yeah Chick-fil-A I, prides itself on their customer service. I'm surprised well, that they would let that happen. Well, I called 12 times, and that's in the log now. But my it's friend not Harry, a good look, Chick-fil-A. Right, right. My friend Harry, though, realized that the Jersey City location at the Newport Mall takes online catering ordering. So... He put the order in, and then you know we were out and about all day, and then we uh, met up and went to. Uh, we took the PATH train and we got off at Newport in Jersey City. So we walk into the mall, and it's like, man, when was the last time you were at the mall? And when we make our way up to the food court, this is one of the most impressive food courts I've seen in a long time. All right, they hit you with the red mango early, and it's this little it's this little cabana in the middle, and I go, okay. So we're classing up a little bit. I see in the distance we got a Cadoba, which is a Chipotle uh, competitor. And I was like, okay, we we classing up with the Cadoba. You know, you got you, you got your staples, your your um, your Panda Express, uh, and some and, and your Subways and whatnot. And then I'm yep. looking and I go, okay, well if there's a Chick Fil A, so we gotta eat. We gotta eat something. And then Harry and I decide we're gonna hit we're gonna hit up the. The tried and true Taco Bell first, okay? And I've been seeing on TV that they have somehow made the perfect menu item even more perfect. They have taken <laughs> the Crunchwrap Supreme and they put another tortilla, like a crunchy tortilla in the middle of it. So now they call it the Double Crunchwrap Supreme. And that's perfection to you? Um, Yeah. I, well, let's just, I just want it to be known right now that I am not a Taco Bell connoisseur. Um, but the last time I went to Taco Bell, which is a couple years ago, I had the Crunchwrap Supreme and I was like, this is the dopeness. Um, and on TV, they make it look so good. I know. So I realized that when I ever found myself at a Taco Bell, I was going to get the Crunchwrap, the double Crunchwrap Supreme comes in this nice little box. Oh, I also got a Dr. Pepper. The last two times I had soda. Like, sugary soda was with Harry. When we went to Chick-fil-A, and I got a Diet Coke with my spicy chicken sandwich, and that Diet Coke, let me tell you something. That Diet Coke was so good. It, it, was, it was too good. This is, I felt like, like, an, like an addict getting his fix. You can just feel the brain chemistry changing with all that salt and all that sugar. And I was like, you know what? This is no good. This is why I don't eat this stuff. But with Harry again, we're at Taco Bell. And I'm not blaming Harry. All right? Harry's, yeah. Harry's, my, Harry's my guide. Harry's, Harry's my partner in crime when we're 
when we're going on these little adventures. And so, you know what I decided would pair really well with the Double Crunchwrap Supreme? It's almost like a fine wine. You know, you, you drink your red wines with your meats, your white wines with your seafood. You get you Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper with your Crunchwrap Supreme. You, you get the Dr. Pepper. See, you know. You get the apparently, Dr. Pepper. Apparently. <laughs> well, you get the Dr. Pepper with the Double Crunchwrap Supreme. And let me tell you, just the, the, the taste of the Dr. Pepper as it fills your mouth. And then you bite into Double Crunchwrap Supreme. It's sublime. It really is. The notes. The, 20, the 23 individual notes of dr pepper it's it's divine you don't need to tell me that dr pepper is my favorite soda yeah and you know i can i can i can still taste that dr pepper i mean i definitely brush my teeth it's been so long you know why don't we just, yeah let's just go through the 23 flavors real quick you got amaretto almond blackberry who knew what? black? I mean, black licorice is definitely in there for sure. But who knew that carrot and clove were in there? I don't. No. I don't even know where you're getting this. Where you getting this information from? I thought this is like a secret recipe of theirs. Oh no, it's definitely not a secret. It's, it's on their. Right it's now. on their ingredient list. I yeah, see. I'm looking at cherry, caramel, cola. Cola is always weird because I don't know what cola by itself uh, tastes like. But it's ginger, high fructose corn syrup, I guess. No. <laughs> Ginger, juniper, lemon, molasses, nutmeg, orange, prune, plum, pepper, root beer, rum, root beer. Ras- raspberry. Do you say raspberry or raspberry? Raspberry. All right. Let's go with that. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm playing around, I say raspberry. Yeah. But. And tomato and vanilla. So that was that was step one. And, and my, my friend Harry got three tacos. He goes, <laughs> I usually get three to five tacos. I might get four today, but... <laughs> When we decided what we were about to do next, because let me let me just stick with three, and he got the Baja Blast Mountain Dew. And uh, interesting. I'm not even sure. I'm not. I'm not familiar with this. I didn't know that Mountain Dew came in that color, that radioactive turquoise exactly. blue. Yeah, um, the turquoise you know blue. What? But but Harry Harry is a built-in individual. All right, he's 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 coming in on a sprightly 95 pounds, so this man can put down whatever, and he's fine. Now. I, while we were eating at the Taco Bell, I was looking around. I go, this is a great food court. We can't just hit a single and get out of here. We got to go for the double. We got to go for the double. So after we ate, out of the corner of our eyes, we said, you know what? There's a Popeye's in the corner. Wait, let's hit up that Popeye's. Now, Reza, when you when you think Popeye's, what's the first thing on their menu that you think of? Uh, Chicken. Fried see, chicken. I didn't, see, I didn't think about that. I thought popcorn thinking? shrimp. Uh, okay, popcorn shrimp. I was, I was, the second thing in, on, in my, in my mind is, is, is popcorn shrimp. It's funny because I think when I was younger, I would have thought popcorn shrimp, but, but lately, lately Popeyes has been all about chicken. Like when my, I've told you that I've gone, my, my friend does these like get togethers like once a month. He actually hasn't done it in a while now, but every now and again, I would go and he'd ask if I could bring, you know, a bunch of chicken from Popeyes. So that's why. Yeah. And, so we got we got the four piece with two biscuit. We didn't need a drink because we walked over with our Taco Bell drinks. Okay. And Dr. They Pepper weren't, and they weren't offended. Yeah, it, it was funny. So we're standing in the line, and she comes and she asks me. She tells me that next. I go up and she goes, "What do you want?" I say, "We're gonna get the four piece spicy." And she turns around. She goes, "Hey, how long that spicy gonna be?" And somebody just goes, "Oh, that spicy just went in. Fifteen minutes." And she goes, "You Oof. gonna wait fifteen minutes?" And I go, "Nah, fuck it. Let's go with the mild." And she goes, well, we got like a breast in there too. You mind with the breast? And it sounded like we were actually like, just give me the four piece. Just give me four piece of whatever. 
All right, yeah, four yeah. pieces or whatever and two biscuits. This happens all the time, Popeyes. They're always slow. There's always a wait. You'll never get out of there. Like it's it's not fast food. It's not fast food. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's fast-ish, but it's not fast food. Like, that's that what we it is. Know it's, it. Right, it's fast-ish, which is a key thing. Like, it's not fast food. It's fast-ish. Um, so we, so we get the chicken, and the chicken's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. The chicken's the chicken's pretty good. I'm not gonna say it was real good, but it's good. It was good. I think it wasn't real good because I just had Taco Bell. So you were probably a little full. Yeah, and then I thought to myself, all right. I had a leg and I had a and I think I had the breast and a, and a leg, and we had a biscuit. The biscuit was good, nice and buttery, fla- a little flaky, you know. And I thought to myself, well, if we hit a double, we gotta hit a triple. So clearly, you weren't full enough. Well, I was super full, but I had my mind set on the triple, and the triple is going down, Reza. So, so what, is, what myself, is the triple? I go well. Do I go to Chick Fil A and get a chicken sandwich? That's too much food. And then I was thinking, well, do I go to maybe Red Panda? Or like Red Panda. Do I go to Panda Express and I get an egg roll? That's kind of weird. Asian dude, go to Panda <laughs> Just Express. Just single. Get a, yo, let me get that egg roll. How many you want? One. one. We don't sell them in ones. We sell them in tens and twenties. Shit. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to Burger King and getting the chicken fries. Um, but we ended up going back to Chick-fil-A. We got a soft serve cone. We each okay. got a we each got a small soft serve cone. So simple, simple then. Simple, Fair but enough. it was a trifecta. All right, it was it was a triple, yeah. and then we picked up our catering. We picked up seventy five chicken tenders and two hundred chicken nug nugs, cold, so that <laughs> chicken so that we, nug nugs. Yeah, chicken nug nugs. Um, I I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, tendies and nug nugs. Um, I see. And we got them cold so that we can just heat them up in the oven, and they're, and in a sense, they've been heated the first time. Um, yeah, which is which is big. Um, I don't know what kind of sauces you like, but my man Harry got that Polynesian sauce, and he goes, "I ain't getting ranch. If you want ranch, you buy your own Hidden Valley nonsense." Because he's not a fan <laughs> of ranch, but I, in my in my heart of hearts, I believe that ranch deserves a spot on every dining table in America. And if you vote for me. I'm getting rid of mustard, all right. Getting it's, rid of uh, you got you just lost a lot of votes there. It's ketchup. It's ranch. ranch? Uh, no, you, you you're not winning anything. You might be. You'll be lucky if you're the Green Party candidate. Mustard is a joke, all right. Actually, I lied. I would go with either. I'll let you. I'll let you stick around. But you gotta you gotta select one of the following two: spicy mustard, spicy brown mustard, or honey mustard. Honey mustard. Oh, it's garbage. You gotta go with the spicy, dude. You honey mustard, man. I like you if goofed. if I'm gonna if 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 I'm I don't I don't really do mustard. And if I'm gonna be dipping, if I'm gonna be doing chicken nuggets, I like barbecue sauce, that sweet baby rays, and honey mustard. Sweet baby rays, Reza. I thought we were don't, friends. Don't disrespect. What do you What do you eat, Kraft? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna throw Kraft my way? You gonna yeah. disrespect me in front of in my house, like that? Anyways, I just wanted to let you know that I hit the triple. I felt like garbage, but thank thank goodness I bought a kombucha from Whole Foods the night before, that cayenne cleanse, <laughs> and it just nuked everything in my stomach. So thank thank goodness for that. Sure, um, sure, <laughs> yeah. 
but but I really want to do is I want to move on to to the meat of this, and what I'm really excited to hear about is your trip to Jamaica. Yes. So how'd it go? So, so it was good. So so we we did talk about this a little bit before, like what the plan was, what we were gonna we were hoping to get accomplished when we were out there, and the general idea it was was that we would go out there, check out this this resort, which we were hoping would be our our wedding venue. Now the reason why this particular resort was so attractive to us, and maybe more specifically to Lena, since she's the one who found it and did most of the research, so I got to get the shout out to her for that one. Is it's it's one of the very few resorts that lets you have unlimited guests come from other hotels and, and resorts. So basically, if we were to if we were to try to book the hotel at a different resort, just say some random like Hyatt, they would require that you have like seventy five to eighty percent of your guests stay with them, and that's a really hard thing to do when you're trying to coordinate with say seventy five people that are that would be coming to basically just tell people, no, you have to stay here. Yes, I know there's a cheaper hotel down the road, but the, you know, these are the rules. You got to stay, you got to stay here. Or don't come at all. And so I just don't, we, we just don't like that rule very much. Mm-hmm. And so this particular hotel, it's called the, the uh, Jewel Duns River. It's a Hilton hotel. Oh, nice. They, they, they allow you to have, you know, unlimited people come from other hotels. And this is really close to Ocho Rios. Um, and it's like right it's like what a two minute drive from Duns River Falls and, and the Dolphin Cove. So if you ever go to Jamaica, you'll see like signs for those. Uh, those are the kind of the big attractions, at least on the the north side of Jamaica. Are there actual <clears throat> dolphins there? I didn't go to the Dolphin Cove, but yes, they do. You, you're allowed to like swim with them and everything. I mean, you, you oh. pay extra for that, so you can like see them, and you can also swim swim with them if you pay extra. Are they like dolphins in captivity? I guess so. Mm. I I feel like they have to be. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, it's, it's like, I I don't know. I don't know for sure. I, mean, I think it is, but it's like you know, on the ocean as well. So, I don't think the dolphins are like free to come and go. I I think they probably keep them, like locked up. But they're they're they probably just have like a fence around inside the ocean. Maybe I'm not really sure. Not gotcha. really positive on this one. Um, but so. We, we flew out on Tuesday morning. So, so Tuesday morning we wake up. We had to, we were supposed to wake up at four in the morning so we can drive, uh, we can leave her place by like five ish and drive because we were going to, uh, Newark, New Jersey. And we end up waking up and it was like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Uh oh. So, so that was, that already wasn't a good look because we, you know, we had a two hour drive ahead of us and I like to get to the airport pretty early just to ensure that we have, you know, plenty of time if there's a problem with check-in or security. Now, the good thing is we're not checking any bags. We're just kind of moving through. But, you know, when when the two of us went to Brazil and we got to the airport with like an hour to spare and there was that line from security that basically went out the door, to the, out, the, out the main entrance to the airport. That we moment, like, you know, that moment still gives me chills. Drained. Just you felt drained for a minute. And then all of a sudden the ticketing agent was like, no, 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 come with me. Yeah, she so, was real MVP. Yeah, definitely. So we we get there. Um, I want to say we arrived at the airport at about a little after 7. So we made a really good timing. We got there maybe at 7.15, and a flight was at 9.30. And so we hop on the shuttle. We get to the airport. Check-in was a breeze. Or, yeah, check-in security was a breeze. So we arrived. You know, was we were, it, we was were it really busy that early? No, it wasn't. I wasn't sure how busy it was going to be, but it really wasn't busy at all. I think because it's so, a Tuesday. 
Yeah, that's what Lena was saying. And I was like, well, I mean, pe- you know, people travel for business every day. So I feel like it's a toss up, really. But, you know. Yeah, I think, I think business travel is most uh, popular on like Mondays, Thursdays. Monday, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, um, we, we, we get through, we get to our gate with like an hour and a half to spare. So we get some food. Um, I don't even, what did I eat? Um, I had a, like a breakfast sandwich, like an egg sandwich. And, um, you know, flight, flight was smooth. I, I knocked out really, really early. Like I, I knocked out before we took off again. And I woke up maybe two hours later and I think I just, I read for a bit after that. And so when we arrived in Jamaica, it was, I think around noon their time. And unfortunately we, so we were sitting at the very back of the plane and I have to remember in the future to, to, uh, not to, I guess, I mean, I don't want to pay extra for seats per se. I could, you know, we could do it. We could pay like the 20 some dollars or whatever for like the, you know, toward the front of coach. Because when you do the international travel and you have to come in and go through immigration or when you're doing, when you're coming back home, you have to go through, you know, immigration and customs. You're, you're going to be behind everybody that was on your plane. And that just, you know, takes a lot more time. Um, but so, you know, we, we, we get through and, you know, everything, everything was pretty easy. It wasn't, it didn't take too long overall. And we get outside and it's pouring, like it's absolutely pouring outside. So we, we find the people who are supposed to like get us on our shuttle. Um, and the shuttle pulls up right when we get there, which is awesome. And so we just hop on the shuttle. Like there are people waiting, but we, I can't tell, you know, what, which, um, shuttle people are waiting for. So I just see our bus. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get on. So we just jump on and, um, then they start like putting people's bags under ours and, and our, our bus starts filling up. I'm like, oh wow. Like those people are just waiting patiently, but I wasn't going to be waiting like, you know, right there in the rain because even though it was undercover, there were like holes in the cover. So it's like dripping and it's getting all over your shoes. Um, you know, it'll seep into your shoes if you have holes in your shoes like I do. And why uh, you got holes bags. in your shoes? Story for another day, man. I got to get new sneakers. That's all. That's all that matters. Oh, Jesus. So. It's just, it's like in the side of my shoe. It's not like I have holes at the bottom of my shoe, but if it's raining, like if I step in a puddle, I'm going to get, I'm going to get water in my shoes. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> crazy thing about this bus is it's leaking. <laughs> like we sit down and then look forward and uh, like two seats in front of us, there's water just like dripping into the bus. Um, and so. I'm like, you know, glad we're not, glad we're not sitting there. The place that we, the seats that we wanted to sit in had a, like, Lena sits down and I go to sit down and the seat's like gone. Like it's, it's actually there, but like you, I put the seat down and it just falls. Oh, like, okay. God. I'm not sitting there. So, um, you know, we, we, we take another seat and the bus ends up filling up. I was shocked to see how, how packed it got. Um, and as it started to fill up, the rain stopped, started to stop or it just starts, it, it just stopped, you know, and, it, uh, thankfully the, the hole in the, in the roof, it stopped dripping. So people were able to sit in that seat and we just made our way out. So from Montego Bay to, uh, Ocho Rios, it's about an hour and a half drive. So, uh, and, and we were stopping at, I think two other resorts on the way. So, you know, we're driving in. Um, oh, I forgot. I got my Maltesers. So Maltesers are these, uh, I don't know if you know them. They're basically like the, the candy whoppers. But they're Mars Mars's brand of of whoppers. Yeah, yeah. And 
they're way better than Whoppers. They're like a million times better than Whoppers. And they only sell them in, well, they don't sell them in the United States. I don't think they do in Canada either, but they definitely sell them in, in England. And we, we get there and there's a duty free and they have this big old bag of Maltesers. So I'm like, we're definitely getting it this time. Cause the last time we saw them there, I was like, well, I'm not going to spend the extra money to get it from here. We'll just find it somewhere for cheaper later. Never saw them again. So we got the big bag. Um, so Elena, Elena this- does Elena eat as much candy as you do? She maybe eats ten percent of the candy that I eat. Okay. So so nowhere near as much. Right. She enjoys candy, but she just doesn't get the cravings for candy like I get. I don't think anyone eats candy like you do, except for maybe me if there's peanut M Ms. And and, <laughs> and my family and my yeah. family. So <laughs> so we 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 drive in. Um, we stop at a couple of resorts to drop people off, and we finally get to our resort, which is it, it was really nice, right? So we go in. And they do like this sit-in check-in, like this seated check-in. They basically, you just sit down, like everyone on your bus that, that that arrives at the same time. You basically sit down. Somebody comes by with like these drinks, um, and then they someone else comes to you from the front desk with like a clipboard. You fill out your information, then you take it up to them. So we, you know, we quickly sign in, go to our room, and pretty quickly find out that the Wi-Fi isn't working in our room. We're trying to figure out why it's not working in our room because. I'm pretty sure, or at least I thought that this place had, had been advertised or had advertised that they have Wi-Fi. Um, so we go back to the front desk and they're like, oh, no, we have Wi-Fi. We have Wi-Fi on the front desk, but it's unlikely that it'll reach your room. Like, we can't guarantee that it will reach your room, even if you pay extra. I'm like, oh, so this hotel doesn't really do Wi-Fi then. Like, they right. have really fast Wi-Fi. And they, like they, unlike the, 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 the uh, hotels in the United States, they don't limit their, their bandwidth. So... If you're in the if you're in the lobby, you can get like ten or fifteen megabits per second, whereas most hotels here you can only they cap you at like one megabit per second. But out there, that you know they 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 didn't limit you. It's just that it didn't reach all the rooms in the hotel very like equally. If you paid for like the most expensive like suites, you could get Wi-Fi. Like there was Wi-Fi on each floor, but um. Those those rooms were a lot more expensive, and you know we weren't paying that. So somebody should tell them. It, somebody should tell them to stop uh, saying that they have Wi-Fi. I can't remember what their specific wording was. I don't. I don't. I guess they didn't say Wi-Fi in the rooms. I think they just said Wi-Fi, and I took that as meaning you know Wi-Fi in the rooms, but it just means they have Wi-Fi on the premise. Um, and you know. You know, it is what it is. We we did get it in our room occasionally. It was a bit spotty. Sometimes it would just cut out. So, um, you know, we got we got by. Like it wasn't it wasn't a big deal, but it was a little annoying at first. Like um, a couple of times, I had to go down to the lobby with my laptop just to you know send something out, like an email or whatever. Right. But so uh, that first day, you know, it was, it was raining much of that day, but it started to die down. It just, it just stayed cloudy. So we were like, we walk around the premises and we're trying to like envision how our wedding's going to look here. And we, we first go to the beach and we, we get to the beach and we're like, wait, this is it. Like, so, so the entire grounds of this resort, it's a lot, it's a lot smaller than I thought. Now, next door is this much bigger. It's like this massive resort called, uh, Ryu, R-I-U. Mm-hmm. And, 
uh, this, this resort is like huge. It has like these really large like, purple buildings and they have multiple, multiple buildings. And each of these buildings is probably like, I don't know, has the capacity of our entire resort. And they have like more than one of those buildings. So, um, we see them and we see their resort and they, and all the grounds that they have. And then, and then we have our resort. And it's not to say that our resort's not nice. It's just a lot smaller than that one. And we, and then we look at our beach and, um, not only is it small in like width, so like from end to end, but it's really short from the, the steps of the pool like i don't know the steps of like the grounds like where where you know the pools are and the 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 ocean so their sand is just like it's really really short and so we're sitting there trying to imagine because you know lena wants we, we we want to do the wedding on the beach and we see that the aisle would probably be like five feet long because if we didn't want to stand in the water then we would basically walk down a five foot aisle and then stop because the water does come up pretty high every now and again. So, um, we're just trying to envision in our head, like there's no way that they do weddings on the beach, let, let alone a wedding for like 75 to a hundred people. Right. So they have a few other spots that they, that they do weddings. They have what they call a boardwalk, which is, um, like kind of on the, the, uh, the, f- I don't know the out the outside like around around the pool. It's behind the pool. They have like a little waterfall. It's behind there. Uh, I'll sh- I'll show you pictures. Um, but they have like this little mini gazebo set up for the wedding, and it's a nice area. But again, we're trying to imagine like there's there's it's a, it's going to be an awkward aisle because uh, again, it's going to be hard to imagine having all the people, all your guests crowded around there, and then having the bride and and everybody else like walk down an aisle which doesn't really exist. Like you would come over, I guess, a bridge which goes over the pool, and then you'd have to come approach from the side, and then maybe like sneak around the back behind every. I don't know. It, it this was already just sounds way too complicated. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, so you know, we, we this is just you know us walking around. So at this point, we're like we're both already kind of disheartened. Like we're like this isn't going to work. So at this point, like we we're both planning at least on getting our engagement photos here taken here. So. We're looking around and trying to find the places that we like to take good photos. And so they have like, you know, a few other like wedding locations. They have a couple of gazebos set up. They have like one gazebo is set up in between like these tennis courts. So on the sides, there are these, you know, unattractive tennis courts that we probably wouldn't want to get married next to. But if you're taking pictures, you're just in the gazebo and behind is like this, um, this bush with like roses on it or some type of flowers, not roses. And so. You know, like, oh, you know, that'd be good for pictures. And we're kind of walking around. They have a golf course. And next to the golf course, they have, like, this kind of wilderness area with these little fountains and stuff. And so we're just, like, picking out different locations that we like. Um, And so after that, we, you know, we just kind of, you know, just making, got to make sure we make the best of the vacation, at least, you know, regardless if we're not going to, if we're not going to do the, if we're not going to do the, the wedding here. It's still, it's still could be, it'll still be a good vacation and it'll be great to get the pictures taken. So, um, that night we go, cause it's an, it's an all inclusive, um, resort. So there's like, you know, smoothie places or like a coffee place. There's like a little, um, I guess like a, f- I don't know, you can get like fried food. You can get like, uh, jerk chicken. You can get wraps Ooh, and pizzas. Oh, jerk chicken. <laughs> How was um, it? I didn't get the jerk chicken, believe it or not. The first day, the first day, what I got was, I know, I know. The first day I got, uh, just a tuna wrap. Lena did get the jerk chicken. What she said it was do- okay. She didn't say it was great. 
leave me alone. I'm I'm telling you, I'm telling you. (laughs) And, um, but believe it or not, the pizza place, like they make these little personal pizzas, really good, really delicious. Don't don't tell me about delicious pizzas when you're in Jamaica. Pizza was delicious. (laughs) Um, don't do that. So that that night, so we we just did like a quick lunch, and so Lady got the chicken, and I got just a, a, a tuna wrap. And, uh, and then for dinner, we went to this, this Italian restaurant. Now, because it's all inclusive, you don't, every, everything, you just go, everything's free, so to speak. Well, you've already paid for everything. Yes, you've paid for everything, but your, the choice is yours for what you can, what you decide to eat. So the first day we go to this Italian restaurant and the Italian restaurant for me, my experience at the Italian restaurant was very different from Lena's experience at the Italian restaurant. Like all of my food was, was good. And all of her food just wasn't. And here's the crazy thing. For the entree, we got the same thing. We both got this, we both got this, uh, grilled salmon and my salmon tasted fine. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was warm. It was soft. It was, it tasted fresh. Lena's was hard. It tasted old. Like it was, it had like a distinct fishy taste. And, uh, her soup, she got like this lentil soup. And I was like, oh, how's your soup? She goes, it's a little worse than Campbell's soup. I was like, wait, what? she's like yeah a little worse um and then uh, i can't remember what she got for her dessert uh it was a tiramisu and she didn't like that either which i i thought tasted fine but i don't know so it it wasn't it wasn't a good start overall for the dinner no the next day the next day we went and got breakfast we got uh they had like the uh, fresh made omelets um they had her what her favorite is she loves um uh, baked like Heinz baked beans, and I guess I think it's tomato sauce. Oh yeah, it's, dude. You know, it's it's like a staple in in uh, English breakfast, I guess. Oh yeah, so though that is she, when I was in Scotland, <laughs> I had that every morning. Really? Oh, that's that yeah. that's the dopeness right there. She loves it. She absolutely loves it. So, um, they didn't have it wasn't Heinz, but it was it was you know a comparable brand, I guess. But it's the same thing, you know, same concept, baked beans in a, in a tomato sauce. And she was in heaven. She loved it. So her, her omelet was on point. Her, her, uh, her baked beans were on point. And then they had like, you know, some fruit pancakes and whatnot. So we filled up on, on breakfast. And, um, so this is Wednesday. This is the day that we decided to get our, our, our pictures taken because we, we see, we had seen the forecast that it was supposed to rain like every day that we were there. And then all of a sudden it looked like Wednesday was going to be really clear. So we're like, all right, perfect. We got to do it this day. So the night before we, we made sure that we had like all of our clothes pressed. So we sent them down, um, to be done. And they were, they were, they were ready by like, I guess, I guess Wednesday morning. And so we went down to the Photoshop or, or to, they, they call it Flash. That's the name of the, uh, the, uh, the photo place. And so we go down to Flash. And we arranged to meet with the photographer, and I think we set up our appointment for about ten thirty or so. We ended up being a bit late, but uh, we we go down. Oh, I I decided to shave my head for this because I felt like like I cut my hair on Saturday or no Sunday, right? Now when I cut my hair, I just do without a guard. Now I just I just you know do yeah. like a super clean buzz cut, right? Um, it's a great because, feeling because. Yeah, but because my hair is thinning and, and, you know, I'm, I'm balding a bit, my, my, um, my lines are not very distinct and they're, I just didn't like the look of them. And I felt like, you know, for, 
these engagement photos. These are gonna be, you know, pretty high quality uh, pictures. I just felt like it wasn't gonna be a good look to have poor lines, and there was no way I could really fix them as well. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna, I think I'm just gonna buzz my head, like just, just like that. So I took my, I have like this electric razor um, that I don't actually use too much, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I can, uh, if I just cut my hair down with my like. Uh, my trimmer, like my beard and mustache trimmer, I just cut my hair down and then yeah. take the 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 electric razor to my head. I yep. can just get a nice clean bald look. So I went for it, and uh, I think it came out. I think it looked pretty good. Did you so, ask Elena before you did this? I did, yeah, of course. So <laughs> I asked her opinion. <laughs> I asked her opinion. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I was it. like, I was like, you just I went just rogue. Do this randomly. Yeah, right. Reza's off the reservation. He just he's he's gone, Brittany. So, so we go down and meet with a photographer, and we took a bunch, you know, a bunch of pictures. He probably took over two hundred pictures, and he had a bunch of different spots in his in his mind um, that that look good. You know, this guy does this every day. He takes pictures for people all the time, so he he knows a lot of the different locations that look good, the different poses that should look good and natural. So we got a lot of pictures taken. Now there, um, and oh, so we did this over the course of maybe an hour and a half. I want to say taking pictures. We did one change of clothes and the second set we did on the beach and oh man, my, my, my pants got destroyed. <laughs> At least oh, they got yeah. really messy just after having them cleaned and pressed the night before. And then for the last set of pictures, he had me like on my knee, like pretending like I'm catching Lana. We didn't even use those pictures. And then I had to like, we, we like ran in the water and I pick her up and like spun her around. My pants were just like covered in sand. So definitely got those cleaned before I came home. But you look good, though. Yeah, yeah, they they, they looked really good, and good. so we go we go to get the pictures taken, and I think the pricing worked something along the lines of like a hundred five dollars for ten pictures on a CD, and then and quote a free gift. Don't know what the free gift would be, and then for uh, five more pictures, they would charge you like forty dollars for each five pictures after that, right? So if you wanted thirty pictures, it'd probably cost you around two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars. So we're like, well, we're not going to need that many pictures anyway. We just need to pick the good ones. But when you're looking at 200 pictures to try to narrow down to say, okay, I just want 10 or 15 or 20, it's really hard to do that. And so what they did was they, like, he, he did a little bit of editing of the photos and he set up a slideshow for us. So we just had it right on a pad, which ones we liked. And so we were just keeping track of the ones that we like to see again. And so after we went through it once, which took like, I don't know, 20 minutes to go through all of them. Um, we had, I think, 64 pictures written down. Now, this some of them were like almost repeats because we would see like, oh, you know, picture one looks really good, and then we'd see picture two, which is basically the same as picture one, but maybe looks a little better. And we're like, oh, picture two, picture two looks better, but we wouldn't erase picture one because I think we're writing in a pen. And you know, so that happened a few times. But so we're, we we go through it like that, and then the guy, the, the, our photographer, I, I presume his boss was like, how about you, if you give me three hundred dollars, I'll just let you have all of them, and Lena was like, oof, we're on a budget. And so he's like, all right, 250. And she's like, I don't know. And he goes, well, what, what number would be good for you? And she's like, I don't know. Like, like, she's like, uh, like 200. And he goes, 220. And she goes, no, like really, we're really on a budget, something. And he, he ends up just budging. He's like, all right, 200. I was like, well, is there any way to get this on a USB drive? Because I want to make sure that when we get the pictures, because if we get them on a CD, I have no way to verify that the CD is not scratched, that it works properly on my computer until I get home because I don't have a CD drive on my computer and I just so happen to have a 128 gig uh, flash drive on me 
So they were like, yeah, sure. So uh, I bring That's the flash drive move. down. That's a pro move right there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A pro move. So I bring, bring the flash drive in. Um, and Lena asked to get the raw images taken, not not the JPEGs, but like yes. the raw picture files. Yes. And so she asked about this beforehand, and the, and our photographer was like, "Oh yeah, I, lo- I love to work with that as well." And so we get like the raw like .NEF files, which is like I guess Nikon's format. Mm, yep. And so um, it ended up being a bit difficult because the pictures that we were looking at in the slideshow with JPEG and the the NEF files were on another computer, and he had and they were numbered differently. So then he had to go through and like verify that they, like which one was which. Um, it ended up working out, but it just it was a lot it was a lot of hassle for them. Um, so yeah, but they got sure paid. The, yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's the thing because if we're doing this on a flash drive, right? They're not even giving us a CD. They're not giving us the free gift. They're gonna write up a receipt for us, but that's not exact. Like we paid we paid two hundred dollars for sixty some pictures. Um, for two hundred dollars, we were only supposed to get fifteen or twenty pictures, and right. we also made sure to tip him really well because the tip goes directly to him. So, you know, it worked out. So it was it was good. It uh, I I then what I needed to do, what I wanted to do, I didn't need to do this. I wanted to make sure that we got the proper like I knew we had the JPEG files on the flash drive, but I couldn't look at the raw picture files, the NEF files on my computer. So mm-hmm. I had to download. I had to download a um, an extension to one of my um, photo photo uh, applications on my computer, so I had to run down to the lobby for that. Uh, because when I first tried to look at the NEF files, they were coming up as like 120 by 120 images. I'm like, wait, what? No, these these are this has to be my photo application just right. fudging around to basically make it viewable. It's just a thumbnail, right? So yeah, um, downloaded a pr- downloaded the extension after I don't know how much hassle because I tried to do it from the room and my internet speeds were not even in kilobits per second. I was in bits per second. So oh that God. wasn't working out. It was like a 15 megabit thing that or 15 megabyte thing that I needed to get. And it would have taken like an hour if I did it from my room at that time, at least. So went down to the lobby, literally downloaded instantly. Um, and everything looked good. So at that point, you awesome. know, we were, we were set. We got our pictures done. And it's, you know, it's, it's actually like four o'clock at this point in the afternoon, three, maybe three. And so we decided, all right, let's go see the wedding planner to see if we can schedule an appointment with her for Thursday. And so we, we did that. Uh, she had a wedding, she said, um, on, you know, that afternoon. So the next day would be better, which was fun for us because I was a bit tired from, you know, all the picture stuff. So after that, we just kicked it on the beach, got a pizza for the first time, which was amazing. And then. Oh yeah, because it's for, after the photos. Yeah, after the photos. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I would have done then, the same thing. I would have been like, "Yo, listen, <laughs> all right, I'm in peak physical condition right now. I haven't eaten in four days. We get these photos done, <laughs> and then then we balling." So, uh, so, <laughs> so we got. Uh, I think we got a couple smoothies. Um, these pineapple banana smoothies, which we 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 crush. We whenever we go on like vacations to tropical places, Lena and I destroy smoothies. Like when we went to Costa Rica, there was this smoothie spot, which was a good like I want to say ten minute walk from our place. We probably went there three times a day while we were there, and that, we were there for like a week. So we went to this place like three times every day. Yeah, man, you killed it. They probably Maybe not like exactly ten minutes. They, they yeah. probably still pray every day that you guys are gonna come back. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, here's the thing. It it was it's only like two bucks for a large smoothie with like real fruit. 
and they had like this place in Costa Rica that had such an amazing selection. I would get a variety. Like I would always get something different. I would, I would go one time. I'd get like, you know, papaya, pineapples and coconut or whatever. If I wanted to, then I would go again. I would, I'm just making up fruit. So, so this doesn't have to necessarily make sense in terms of taste, but you know, I would go later. I would get like passion fruit and, and grapes and blueberries in, in another one. Right. So, Some of these sound like garbage, by the way. You're fake, I know, I know. Fake they're they're going to sound terrible. Yes, yes. But they had like 30 different fruits, and you can just mix and match whatever you wanted. So I would just yeah, mix and match dollars, everything. For $2, yeah, for dollars, two bucks. All, all your dreams come true. Yeah. So um, so we, that's what we did here. I mean, they they didn't have as, as as large of a smoothie selection, so we just got pineapple and banana. We found that one early as our, as our first smoothie, and we just stuck with that the entire time we were there. And... Mind you, we do tip all these people. So we end up spending a lot of money on tips because every time we go somewhere for like a smoothie, we tip like a dollar or two, like one dollar for each of us. Yeah. And then, uh, so we, we kicked it on the beach. I did a bit of reading. Um, and then I wanted to go into the pool, but it started to get a little colder. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do it tomorrow because the forecast for Thursday all of a sudden cleared up. So, uh, that night we went to this, uh, to another restaurant that was uh, on the premises and, it was great. Like it, it's not like I, I can't remember exactly the style of the food, but the place is called Platinum, and they're not like you know an Italian. They're not like a, a certain certain like region. They're just I don't know contemporary food. But so uh, I got like this chicken breast, which was awesome. The uh, uh, Lena got a so she got something that would have been on the wedding menu, which was this pumpkin this pumpkin seed soup, which she really liked a lot. I can't remember what I got for my for my breakfast or um, my appetizer, um, but I got this vanilla ice cream for dessert, which was also you know how do you, how do you screw up ice cream right? But it was uh, on point. Don't say, don't put that energy <laughs> out there in the universe. You can't screw up the ice cream. You just you can't do it. You can totally but, uh, screw up ice cream. Don't. You're right. You're don't right. joke you with can. the gods. All right. <laughs> so the funny thing was that every time we went out, like we we kind of dressed up. We, we used. Like we took, I think we both took three outfits each, or at least I took three outfits for the wedding photos and I only used two of them. So the first night I used the third one that I, that I decided not to use for the wedding photos or the engagement photos. And then I had a couple other like, you know, nice-ish outfits. So, so, uh, Thursday night I'm, I'm wearing like these nice pants and, uh, this nice shirt. And I decided, you know, for the first time, I'm just going to wear my sandals. I, I, I love to wear clothes, like I always wear like either sneakers or like kind of dress shoes. I always cover my toes. Don't like my feet to be exposed. And you got, you got ugly I'm feet. Like, no, I just don't like to, I just don't like doing it very much. <laughs> you got ugly feet. <laughs> so so I I just I just prefer the, the comfort of of having my feet closed, man. So but this time I decided, you know what? I'm gonna I'm going to. I'm going to wear sandals. Like, I don't know. We're, we're on a beach. We're, we're outside most of the time. I'm just going to wear my sandals that I brought with me. And we go to this restaurant and they're like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We have a dress code and men have to, you know, have to be wearing, they, they can't wear, they can't wear sandals. Got to cover yeah, your dude. feet. You grow man. You should know this. Look, I, <laughs> I saw, I saw the dress code that they had and their dress code was very lax. Like, they told you basically you had to wear a t-shirt. Like you go to these nice restaurants, you got to wear a t-shirt. I'm wearing like I'm really I'm wearing nice pants. I'm wearing dress pants and like a nice button-up shirt, and I just happen to be wearing sandals too. And yeah. I just it didn't even cross it didn't even cross my mind. And so had to go back to the room, change, put some shoes on, then come back. Uh, but the next day, 
so Thursday, we, we were, this is the day we're meeting with the wedding planner and we end up meeting with her. And after everything, you know, despite as, as hopeful as we were, um, and as good of a meeting as it was, we just don't think that the wedding's going to be, it's going to be viable to have it there. Oh and shit. Yeah. The reasons just it, it, because the, the, the locations that they have for both the ceremony and the receptions don't seem like, it seems like we have to compromise a bit, but we're not really compromising heavily or like we're not seeing that reflected in the price. Yeah. It just seems like they're making you do stuff due to the limitations of the location. And yet they're still going to charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah. And I don't want to say like that, you know, it was bad. Like it's, it's a great location, but I think it would probably be better. Like it seems like they do a lot of really, really small weddings there. Like five people, you know, they don't do very many people. And so I'm trying to imagine how, like, it, it, it really seems like it's set up for super small weddings. And while they claim that they can do bigger groups, it just doesn't seem suitable for it. Like, for, so for the reception, a good location would be the golf course that they have. Now, it's not like a big golf course. It's not even a par three course. It's a really small course. Um, and they would basically be able to set up a tent, set up the tables and everything around there. But when Lena walked around, because I actually didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to walk around too much. Um, but she, she scoped it out a little bit more than I did. Um, it, she just said, well, I, I guess I'd certainly be worried about, you know, the tents being set up and then people like walking around and not realizing there's a, there's a sand trap right behind them, you know, so they put, they scooch their chair back and fall into the sand trap, you know. I'm sure that's not necessarily going to happen, but I'm just saying that's, you know, you're, you're set up on a golf course. So it's not like all level ground and stuff. So. Uh, so what's next then? If if it doesn't seem like uh, this place so is going to be, yeah. So my concern for for finding another place in at another destination is that I'm going to want to see it similar to this because as great as everything can look online, you get there and it just might not be suitable. Right. So I'm not a hundred percent opposed to doing a destination wedding still. But I'm going to be start. I'm going to start looking at more local options, so places that we can actually go and just drive to and visit, and and see if we can find something that we can do. Yeah. Um. It just sucks to kind of start back from square one. Um. It sucks more for Elena than me because she's the one who's done most of the research and she's you know has tons and tons of notes already written out about different venues, and this is like the best option that we had in Jamaica. And while we were there, we never really we didn't. Like we thought about going next door to the, to the Ryu place, but I told you in a text that she had said that they basically try to nickel and dime you on everything. She basically, it seems like everything's super expensive. They're one of those places that require that you have like 75 to 80% of your guests stay with them and they charge you for like absolutely everything. And, and they make sure, and, and you're going to, you're very well aware of the fact that they're, they're charging you for everything because that, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay for it. That's a weird energy to be uh, sort of giving off as a venue place. Like, hey, we can do this. It's going to cost you. Like, why would you – like – but I wonder how you get around that as a business. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. But so – That's why I'm not in the industry. Yeah, right. So uh, we, we end up coming back home on Friday, land in Newark at about uh, – I want to say – it was eight p eight or nine p.m. 
Okay. And it was like, it should have been 8 p.m. And so we have to go through, you know, immigration and customs again. And let me tell you, Sandy, I definitely need to get that global entry like you have. Yeah, dude. Do it. Just you and Elena set up an appointment, and it's only a hundred dollars, uh, but it lasts now, five years. Okay, five. So the, yeah, these are the questions that I have to ask you. And now, what about um, TSA PreCheck? That's separate, or can you get them together? Can you do so, them together? So if you get global entry, you have TSA PreCheck. Okay. But TSA PreCheck only applies to domestic flights. If you're flying oh, international, you still have to go through security. I see. There are these programs that are being developed that could potentially remove you having to go through security, but that'll that's like sort of still in like uh not that's not official in any capacity. Um the yeah, but if you get if you only get TSA pre-check, you don't get global entry. Um so my advice is to definitely just go for global entry. Global entry, right. Global entry lasts yeah. 5 years and in the 4th year, they just send you a reminder to say, hey, it's coming up. If you want to re-up, pay this amount. And then that way you don't have to go in for the interview again. Because usually there's just an interview. they got to make you watch a video. You say, hey, are you a felon? You mm -hmm. say no. Um, that's really like the only question you got to say. you got to know the answer to. Um, so, um, <laughs> okay. yeah, the cliff notes is just say no to if you're a felon. And then, uh, and then you get it. Uh, and it's great. Unless you're a felon. Unless you're a felon. Well, right. Well, and what they do is they code it into your passport. So when you go, so like it doesn't, at that point, it doesn't matter where you book on the plane, right? Because after like a, a crazy long flight, international flight, you come back in, everyone's like, oh, I got to go into a non-citizen immigration line or citizen immigration line. And when you're flying to yeah. JFK or Newark, the U.S. citizen line is the longest line, always. Always. Yeah, always. It's crazy. And you're just trying to get home. So what, so what you then get to do, because you have global entry, is you get to breeze right through. You walk to the console, yep. and then you don't you don't even have to fill out those pieces of paper they give you on the plane. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't. No, oh, wow. you, no. You all you got to do is do it in the console. I still fill out the piece of paper, but I've never been like like they just take the receipt. They don't like oh yeah. oh, you, oh you don't need this. That's what yeah, the agents have said exactly. before. So I mean, you fill it out because it gives you something to do on the plane, sure. But when you scan your passport. They just be like, all right, this is the flight. They rather they ask you to confirm, is this the flight you were on? Yeah, and you just yeah. say no, 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 because normally you're not bringing in ten thousand dollars in cash. You don't have any livestock right. with you. You know, it's like all those questions. And then you look into the camera, it takes a photo, and you walk right and you out. Know. Yeah, yeah. From so that was that's exactly what we noticed when we were there, and especially for customs. Now, I don't like to check my bags. Like if I'm on an international, uh, so have you have you been on? You've been on those flights, right, Sandy, where they're like, oh, we're doing complimentary check-ins for anyone that wants to do that. Yeah. I don't like to do that. I like to have my bag with me. I feel yeah. like, well, I've, I I didn't bring a check bag already, and if I'm taking my carry-on, that means I'm not getting the benefits of having certain items that I could have had if I checked them, like right. larger bottles of liquids or you know razor blades, things like that, right? So I've uh, already gone to the What the fuck are you doing with a razor blade? I got to shave, dude. You don't, you don't know how it is, man. On shave. the plane? No, no, no. If I put it in my check bag, is what I'm saying. Like on my trip. Oh, so I don't sorry. Have, I don't have these. I don't have these because, you know, I had to make sure that I didn't have these items when I left home. So when they say complimentary check-in, it's like, all right, well, what? Look, what's the real benefit? I guess not having to worry about finding overhead compartment space and not needing to lug it around 
from the plane to baggage claim, right? Which is which, not that far. Well, which can be a real benefit for certain people. Yeah, it can be, but for for me, it's like, well, it's just a it's just a carry on bag. It's not that heavy. That I'm not going to say that, you know. And I'm carrying around a tote bag, so I have it slinked around my my shoulder or my 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 uh, around my my neck, basically. Um, so I'm carrying it, but you know, other people like Lana, for example, she has the roll bag, so you just push it with you or pull yeah. it with you when you're walking. So yeah. does she have one with the 360 the wheels? Deal. Yeah, she's got the four wheels with the 360 wheels. I mean, she loves it. So smart, so smart. <laughs> so, um, when we went, when we were going to Jamaica, we go because we're in the back of the plane. We're, we're going back to the back of the plane. And all the compartments are closed. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are the overhead compartments right now? Because right. like, I don't have any space. Where am I supposed to put my stuff? Turns out somebody closed one of the bins above our seat, which was only big enough to fit one bag, but it was empty. But somebody closed it anyway. So I I ended up going like halfway up down the plane while people are still trying to board just so I can put our stuff up, which was super annoying. Uh, people are so assholes. People people put everything up there. People put their purses, their book bags, they put their personal items up there, and they don't leave room for. It. And then when they see that you're struggling to find place a place for it, they still don't say anything. So like I'm like, all right, should I just start pulling book bags down? Like whose is this? Right. Right, take you know take your stuff. Take your stuff and put it under yeah. there because I need I need somewhere. Like, do you do you not see me walking halfway up the plane? I'm sitting in 39 A and B, right? Do I? Why do I have to walk up to to uh to seats 19 to row 19 to find a place for our second bag? I well, so, I, would, I would I would say something like, "Is this your first time flying? Because you're acting like it right now. All right, <laughs> get your get your windbreaker, get your computer yeah. bag, get your tiny purse." Out of overhead compartment. Do you not know how to fly? Am I going to have to publicly like, shame you right now? Jesus Christ. I, I don't have a problem with people doing it if everyone's stuff is up there already. But, like, if people are struggling to find p- space, that's that's the reason why you shouldn't. it shouldn't be up there in the first place. So, I, I don't know. I, I also can't stand when people start putting up, like, they have, like, three things for some reason. And they start throwing them up. Like, they take an entire compartment for what's a spot that's meant for, like, three people. They take all of them for themselves. I can't stand that. That, Um, along with the fact that people will put one thing in, and similar to what happened to you, they just close it proactively. close it, yeah. Like, uh, who gave you the authority to just say that we're done here? Right, because I feel like an idiot when I go down, when I'm, like, opening up compartments, right? So... Cause it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like one of those things where, like, this happened to Lena actually at the airport earlier or, or, or later on. Somebody, they were going to the bathroom, right? And there were two stalls. This is in Jamaica. And there's a little girl there and she goes, Oh, someone's in that one. So nobody goes to it, right? And so they're waiting for the other stall to finish. And then somebody, somebody else comes in after, right? When Lena's is waiting in line for this other stall and just walks into the stall that the girl said somebody was in. And she's like, This, like, you know, you'd feel like an idiot if you don't. If you don't, if you, uh, if you just don't listen and you push it open, right? Or you try right. to open it when somebody really is in there. So you just don't do it. Uh, so, so anyway, um, you know, whatever. So we, 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 um, we, we try to get in. We're, we're going, we're, we checked our bags when we were going, coming back to the States, which I don't like to do very much. And one of the big reasons is because we have to go through customs and to go through customs, you need your bags and, to get your bags, you have to go to baggage claim. So you're waiting for your bags in baggage claim. And I just know that my stuff is never going to be the first off the belt. Oh, and so, it never has been, never will be. 
No, never. So we're sitting there waiting and there, there's nobody in line at the front, you know, to go, to go through customs, right? And we're just waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then bags start coming off. And then I start to see this line evolve. Like I start to develop and this line just becomes like 50 people long, like 75 people long. It's stretching from the front of, of the customs, like the, where, where the customs agents are. And it's going all the way back along all the be- different belt lines. There's like five different belts and it's going all the way back to one. And then it curves around the room at the corner of the room and it curves around the room again. And so luckily we, we get our bags and we get in the line before it starts to curve or right before it starts to curve around the room. But we're in, we end up waiting for like 20, 20 to 25 minutes to get to the front of the line. And then I start to see these global entry people just walk up to the front of the line, walk right in front of the people that are up next and just walk straight through. And I'm like, I got to get that. Yep. Yep. It's, it's a, it's a goddamn life changer, dude. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, that, that's about the end of the story. Got Burger King for dinner, which is the first time I've been to Burger King in years. And I was surprisingly satisfied. I've had a lot of bad experiences with Burger King lately. And, uh, well, lately being, being like what, five, five or six years ago, but still lately. And, uh, you know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised and, and happy with that. But for, for a random rest stop on the Jersey Turnpike at 10 PM, they were freaking packed. I have no idea why so many people were there at 10 PM. I was shocked. Yeah, probably just everyone doing their road trips. I guess so. Ten, like the, the turnpike was pretty busy. Like going north, they 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 you know on the turnpike they have, or I'm sorry, going south they have, uh, three lanes for trucks, and then they have a separate three lanes which is like on a separate divider. You can't actually access that unless you're entering the highway for for only cars. Those three lanes were closed, so it was really congested most of the time that we were driving, and this truck stop was just freaking packed i was shocked i was amazed i was i was annoyed really <laughs> i just wanted yeah, to finally get that. away from people do our own thing i was like you know 10 p.m we're gonna do a, a late dinner already there's like you know way too many people there but anyway got home good trip overall disappointed about the 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 the, the venue option but still enjoy myself so yeah. that's all that matters well good i'm glad you enjoyed yourself and then we'll uh we'll wait to hear how you guys sort of uh pivot from here yeah all right cool all right well i think we'll we'll wrap up here then nice yeah let's do that all right well i'm razzle i'm sandy thanks so much for listening we'll see you guys next week